Welcome to the Students of Surgery podcast series, where we shed light on common surgical topics. Welcome back to our podcast. Uh, we have Dr. Brandon Jackson, General Surgeon from Kalafong Provincial Tertiary Hospital, and we're going to be talking a little bit around breast cancer. Welcome back, Dr. Jackson. Thank you very much. What are some of the common risk factors for breast cancer? The biggest risk factor is female gender. The second greatest risk factor is age. Family history and also genetics are quite important. With the proven genetic mutations of the BRCA gene, the risk for breast cancer is about 80% as well as 60% for ovarian cancer. The other risk factors which are important but do, do not influence the risk dramatically will be smoking, alcohol, um, breastfeeding as a protective mechanism, age at menarche, age at menopause, as well as the hormonal use. How important is a family history? Family history refers to direct family members such as mother, sister or daughter. Um, to give you an example, if one family member or direct family older than 50 has breast cancer, the risk increases to 12%. Two family members older than the age of 50 increase to 18%. One family member younger than the age of 50 um, the risk increases to about 22%, whereas two family members younger than the age of 50, the risk increases up to 40%. What is the workup for a suspected breast cancer? The triple assessment um, is quite important, which consists of clinical assessment, imaging, and histology. Imaging is done before biopsy, as the assessment of the size of the tumor is important, and a biopsy could also um, cause bleeding that may distort the actual size. What are the imaging modalities that we would use in the triple assessment? The mammogram and ultrasound um, of the breast are the primary methods. However, below the age of 35, mammogram is not very accurate due to breast density. Breast lesions are classified according to the Breast Imaging Radiological and Diagnostic System, also known as BIRADS. BIRADS is classified 1 to 6, 1 being benign and 6 being malignant. MRI scan is very rarely used and only used when mammogram or ultrasound is not definitive. What is the role of a fine needle aspiration and what is the role of a core needle biopsy? If the clinical impression of a lump is benign and the radiological imaging confirms this, then fine needle aspiration um, is indicated. If, however, there is any doubt whether the lesion is benign or malignant, a core needle biopsy should be done, as this can confirm malignancy as well as give valuable information regarding the biological behavior of the tumor. The main difference is that FNA or fine needle aspiration is for cytology and cannot give grading or receptor status, whereas a core needle biopsy can. What information are you looking for in a pathology report once you've sent them a core biopsy? Firstly, is the tumor benign or malignant? If malignant, is it a carcinoma in situ or invasive? You also know, want to know what uh, type of breast cancer, for example, is it ductal or lobular? Also, does it have any certain other characteristics such as is it mucinous, serous, etc. You also want to know the receptors such as estrogen and progesterone, HER2, uh, also known, which is also known as the human epidermal growth factor receptor. And you also want to know about the KS67 and all of these are used in the treatment planning of breast cancer. Once you have your core biopsy that confirms a breast cancer, what is the next step for managing the patient? The cancer has to be staged, which determines survival rate as well as it influences treatment. How do we go about staging a breast cancer patient? We use the TNM staging. The T is for tumor size and tumor invasiveness. 
N stands for the number and site of lymph node involvement, and M is for um, the presence of metastases. Which investigations would we use to determine the stage of the breast cancer? Blood tests including full blood count, also known as your FBC, um, specifically looking for iron deficiency anemia. You would also want to do a liver function test, specifically looking at the ALP and the calcium levels, um, which may indicate bone metastases. A X-ray is also very helpful, looking for lung metastases, an abdominal ultrasound, looking for liver metastases. CT scan as well as PET scan are advanced investigations that are usually not indicated since a chest X-ray and ultrasound will show most meta metastatic disease. CT and PET scan are therefore only indicated if there's any doubt about the findings. If there's no metastatic disease after your workup, what is the treatment of the primary breast cancer? A decision has to be made whether the primary lesion is operable or non-operable. An important principle is that surgery should not be undertaken if the tumour cannot be removed with clear surgical margins and where the wound cannot be closed primarily. If the primary lesion is inoperable, but there is no metastatic disease, is surgery still an option for treatment? Neoadjuvant systemic therapy in the form of chemotherapy or in certain circumstances hormonal therapy can be used to make the primary lesion operable. What are the types of surgical operations that we can perform for breast cancer? There are two surgical options, namely mastectomy or breast conservation. The only indication for breast conserving surgery is cosmesis and therefore the end result must be cosmetically viable. Breast conservation alone has a high local recurrence rate and thus should be followed by radiotherapy to decrease the risk of local recurrence. What is the role of radiotherapy? Radiotherapy is part of local regional control. Only the area that is radiated benefits by the treatment. Where higher recurrence rates are expected, radiotherapy is used to control microscopic disease. Radiotherapy is also indicated in patients with vertebral metastases and spinal cord compromise. Symptomatic brain metastases can also be radiated. What is the role of adjuvant chemo and hormonal therapy? Chemo and hormonal therapy are used to treat systemic disease and are also used to prevent systemic recurrences. Patients with unresectable cancer are also candidates for palliative chemo or hormonal therapy. When should adjuvant chemotherapy be started? The best time to try and eradicate systemic uh, spread is when you are dealing with the lowest possible tumor burden, and this is soon as possible after the surgery has been completed. So treatment should be started no later than three to four weeks after completion of the surgery. After 12 weeks post-surgery, there is no benefit for adjuvant therapy. What are the common hormonal agents that are used for breast cancer patients? Hormonal therapy has evolved over the last few years, and there are many new regimens. The most important are selective estrogen receptor modulators, of which tamoxifen is an example. These are used in premenopausal women. In postmenopausal women, the aromatase inhibitors are used, and the most commonly uh, named are anastrozole or letrozole. The hormonal therapies are usually given for 5 to 10 years. Dr. Jackson, do you have any concluding comments around breast cancer? So all patients with breast pathology should undergo a triple assessment. All breast cancer patients should be managed by a multidisciplinary team. Thank you for a very succinct overview of breast cancer. This edition of the Students of Surgery podcast has been produced by TuxFM. Visit www.tuxfm.co.za for young, fresh and relevant content. 
That was another edition of the Students of Surgery podcast series, where we shed light on common surgical topics.